Hello and welcome to episode two of the Choose Strong podcast. I'm your host, Sally McRae. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, before I dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to Spring Energy. This is my favorite training and racing fuel. I've been using it for years. The reason why I love it so much is because it's real food. Now, if you've ever struggled with GI issues or you're just sick and tired of having too much sugar when you're training and racing, then I highly recommend that you try Spring Energy. I'm going to leave a link as well as a discount code in the show notes for you, so check that out. It's amazing stuff, and I highly recommend the sampler pack where you can try all of the flavors. All right, let's go ahead and get started. I am so excited for this episode because it is the first of three in a series I have titled The Body. But before we get started, I'm also super excited to introduce to you my first guest on the show, Eddie McRae. Eddie, you want to go ahead and say hi? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That was adorable. (laughs) Eddie, thank you for being here. You know, I'm curious. I actually didn't even ask you this before we started. Is this the first time that you've done a podcast? Yes, it actually is. (laughs) All right, you guys. uh, If you do not know yet, Eddie is my husband. (laughs) We're actually going on 20 years in June. We have been together since we were 18 years old. And goodness, um, doing a podcast for the very first time. This is huge, babe, Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to think about how many podcasts I've done. How many podcasts do you think I've done? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, I started doing them in July, uh, July 2012. I remember it very well. That was my first. That was almost 10 years ago. And gosh, I guess you've just never been invited. No, never been invited. (laughs) Whatever. Should we talk about how that's made you feel? No. All right. For those of you that don't know my husband personally, we are pretty opposite. (laughs) In fact, he's sitting here looking a tad uncomfortable because he's usually not one that wants to be in front of the camera, that wants to be on the microphone, but he has been so kind to join me today. And we're going to bring him out of his shell. In fact, it is my goal to have him on the show frequently. And I know that as he comes out of his shell, you guys will fall in love with him the same way that I did. He is a great guy, has amazing wisdom and insight. And we are now working together, which is so exciting. All of his strengths are my weaknesses. So he is running my business and keeping me sane and allowing me to do the thing I love the most. And that really is create, write, coach, uh, put out content. And so I'm very grateful for him. So babe, I'm very glad that you're here today. I am stoked to be here, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and dive in to all things the body. Now, one of the things Eddie and I talked about before we did this show was the number of questions that do come my way. And whether they come in through my website, through Instagram, Facebook, email, There's quite a few questions, and one of the top questions typically has to do with body and mind. And so I thought, how about we grab some of these questions and we just dive into them? Because these are commonly asked questions. I think these are things that a lot of people can relate to. So I really feel like what we have planned for the show today is going to be beneficial for everyone. Now, I love talking about all things body. And the reason why is because I really believe that the body is just this magnificent 
gift. It is a miracle what we're able to do with it. And I really believe that all of us are far more capable of what we think we are. And one of the reasons why I even got into ultra running was because of my curiosity for the distance. I still remember picking up a Runner's World magazine when they had featured these ultra races, 50, 100 mile races. And I immediately thought, that is crazy. Wait, people actually go out and run 100 miles all at once? That sounds like, like, why would they do that? But also like we are capable of doing that. And really that is why I signed up for an ultra race. I wanted to try it. I love this idea of pushing the limits and seeing what is possible. And so on that end of things, the body, very fascinating. I love talking about that topic. But right now there's a lot of discussions um, on in social media about body image and lots of different discussions. Um, I, I think that some of what is being posted, there are people that are posting out of, um, you know, out, out of bitterness. They've been hurt before. Uh, they've been offended. And so they're bringing up some discussions and creating discussions online that other people are able to take part of. Um, and then there's also discussions about coaching. You know, being in, in the world of running, um, we're hearing a lot about coaching and athletes and the pressures to look a certain Certain way in order to be a runner. And so I'm going to address that today because this is something that I have had to have conversations about for many, many, many years. And as you know, the title of my podcast is Choose Strong. And the reason why I title it that is because that is what I want to encourage others to do. We can choose to have a strong mindset. We can choose to have a strong body. And we can choose to have strong love for one another. And that's really the message that I would like to spread with this podcast. So as we talk about these body image questions and things that have come in my way, my goal always is to stay encouraging and say, hey, how about we look at it this way? How about we spread this message? Now, Eddie and I are parents. We are parents to a 13-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter. And we have been working with youth in some capacity since we were dating We've both been teachers, soccer coaches, youth counselors. And the reason why I bring up youth really is just because I believe that a lot of the body image topics, just this idea of really focusing on what we look like, it begins in our younger days. You know, when we're in middle school and high school, you know, that's really when it becomes a focus. It is a topic of conversation in our house all the time. So I'm really excited to dive into these questions. I think that even teens are going to benefit from this as well, because my ultimate goal is just to encourage a stronger mindset as it comes to this and maybe also encourage just better conversations. So how about we dive in, Ed? All righty. Question number one comes from Melina. She says, my physio said that wider set hips struggle with speed and long distances. What are your thoughts? All right. Now, I thought this would be a really good question, mainly because it's a professional telling this girl a very limiting thing about running, okay? And it's, I think it's easy when someone is a professional to trust what they're saying, to believe them, and then make choices based on that. Now, I have complete respect for people in their profession. They, they go to college, they study, they get their degrees. This is what they love, what they're passionate about. I still think, though, at the end of the day, that we know our bodies the best. And we've also seen, historically, 
people prove a lot of statements like this wrong. And I would be one of them. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that I don't look like an endurance runner. I'm too muscular, all, all this stuff. Um, I even had a PT tell me that I was, and I quote, horribly disproportionate, end quote. And, you know, and that's not easy to listen to when you're going in to a physio and they're telling you, hey, running probably isn't the best thing for you based on what your body looks like. Now, my response, because this actually came in to me on, I think it was when I was doing an Ask Me Anything on Instagram. And the response that I put out was, you know, you can do anything that you train for. If you want to run fast, then put in the training and you can run fast. At the end of the day, you're going to know your body better than anyone. And also go get a new physio because I think we can have better conversations. I'd say about 10 years ago, I was coaching this woman who for 20 years had been trying to complete a marathon. In fact, she had lined up to the start of a marathon many times. And at some point during the race, she would drop out. A lot of times it would be anywhere between like mile 14 and 18. She just couldn't get to that finish line. So she hired me and I would meet her at the track once a week. And most of the time, uh, we would just have really good conversations. So I would give her her workouts for the whole week, but we'd meet up once a week. And I really got to know this woman. Her name was Holly. And she was an amazing woman. She's very successful in, in her career, in her everyday life. Um, she had all kinds of goals that she had achieved. Uh, she did triathlon. She loved to cycle. She loved to do yoga and Pilates. I mean, she was a very active woman. And I said, we are going to get you to that finish line. Well, I'd say about a couple weeks before the race, her shins started hurting. And so she went to see her PT and the PT told her, you know, you just don't have the body type for endurance running. And so that's why your shins are hurting. And she came to me almost in tears saying, you know, the PT said it, it, you know, the pain that I'm having in my shins, it's really because of my body type. I think he's right. I've been seeing this guy for a while. You know, I still have the option of going down to the half marathon. And I looked at her and I said, I don't care if you have to crawl, you are doing the full marathon. I don't mean to be disrespectful to your PT, but I do not believe that that is why you can't do the full marathon. Well, a few weeks went by and it was time for Holly to stand at the start line and she finished. It took her a little over five hours, but she finished her first marathon it had taken her 20 years to finally cross that finish line. And when I got to see her, it was a few days later, she and I met up for dinner. And I remember opening up the door to the restaurant and her standing there in the lobby. And as soon as her eyes met mine, she just burst into tears. And I ran up to her and I gave her a big hug. And I said, I knew that you could do it. You see, the reason why I share that story is because I think that so often we listen to outside voices, we believe them in our heart without even trying or questioning, and we then don't move toward our dream. We don't move toward our goal. We can be our own worst enemy, but also when we allow other people to speak into our life and just assume that it's true, it can be detrimental. 
And so, you know, I really appreciate Milena sharing this question with me because the way that I would approach it, uh, even if it was a doctor, if a doctor said, hey, you should not be doing this or you could never do this again or your body type just isn't made for this. I'd want to get a second opinion. I would want to do as much research and having as many conversations as possible. Because of course, on one hand, you know, if this is a matter of health and somebody really injuring themselves and hurting themselves and putting themselves in danger, okay, yeah, that's one thing. But to tell somebody who loves to run, you know, you can't run fast because of the way that your body looks, you know, I'm going to question that. And Milena, I hope that you have found a new PT and I hope that you are running fast and that you are enjoying your running. Stay strong. All right, let's move on to the next topic. So the next one, there were a bunch and so I've compiled them. So we have about six here all on the same topic and a couple, of them, topic? <laughs> a couple of them are just comments. Next topic is legs. Hmm. Okay. That's a new one. All right. You ready? Ready for these? First one. Can we talk about your legs? That's the first one. Second one. How do I get legs like yours? Your legs are huge. How are your legs so big? How are your legs so muscular even when you run ultras? And the last one is a, another comment. It says, your quads are amazing. All right. Well, thank you for compiling those. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I can't remember a time. I think it, this dates back all the way to when I was in middle school, maybe. You know, legs have been a very frequent conversation for me. Now, I'm just going to say straight up, my, my legs are strong. I know that. I've done a lot of sports throughout my life that have focused on explosive, powerful, strong movements. So I did do gymnastics for almost 10 years. I was a soccer player for about 18 years. And then, of course, I've been running for 20 years. So all of those things require strong legs. And I'd say that when I was a little girl, I did notice that I, I build muscle pretty quickly. And so my legs are a way of attracting other people. Uh, I get some of these comments just straight up to my face, whether I'm out, you know, at the grocery store, at a park, if I'm working out in the gym. And, you know, I, I think it's good just putting all of these statements and questions together because what I really want to bring up is how some of these questions trigger people. And, you know, some of these questions I know would, you know, cause people to be very offended, insecure, and um, skeptical. I know for me, I have been on a long journey of accepting my own body and mainly because of the sports that I've done. So in soccer, you know, strong legs, powerful bodies. I mean, that's just what we do. We're all lifting weights. We're running fast. We're jumping. Uh, you know, you want to protect the ball. So you're, you know, you're pushing off your opponent. And so being strong and explosive, I mean, that's just part of the sport. When I transitioned into endurance running, well, the look of a pro endurance runner uh, looks very different than a, than a soccer player. So, I have had conversations with people, whether I wanted to or not, about this, about having a muscular build, about having big legs and so on and so forth. 
when, and I actually told this story uh, yesterday in a podcast, but when I was first signed with Nike, I flew up there, hand delivered my contract. And when I got out of the van, I was going to meet the rest of my team. And at the time I was the only girl on the team and, and all, all, everyone over the years on the, on the team has, have become friends of mine. So I share this story with a, a good intention and, and a very good heart because I really care about this guy. But when I got out of the van, one of my teammates said like, whoa, your legs are huge. And I remember being pretty nervous about that already. I remember when Nike had first reached out to me and I was hesitant because the company was so big. And I was hesitant for a few reasons. One, being a mom, and I, I had two little kids, so I got signed after having children, not before, but also not really looking like an endurance athlete or what, what people would think of or what we commonly see in the endurance world. I'm five foot six, 147 pounds. Uh, I have quite a bit of muscle on me. And, you know, so stepping out of that van to uh, my teammates, I was the biggest person on the team. And so I was nervous. I was, I was nervous. Uh, you know, I really struggled then those first few years in my running, I struggled mentally with, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I don't look the part, uh, you know, a lot of common thoughts and insecurities. I, I, I know that what I'm sharing, uh, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this. My response to him was, oh, well, I, you know, I played soccer for like 18 years. These quads aren't going anywhere. I was kind. I, you know, I wasn't offended. And he says, well, I played soccer. My legs never got that big. <laughs> and that pretty much shut me up. So then I was like, I don't even know how to respond to that. So I just kind of laughed. But the next day, we had a photo shoot. And I remember being very nervous about the photo shoot because I thought, oh my goodness, if they post these photos, I am now being exposed. You know, what are people going to say? And of course, one of the photos that was posted on the Nike running was me running down this trail with my teammates behind me. And so I'm the first person you see. And I remember looking at that on Instagram and then scrolling through the comments, which man, that was probably the first mistake that I made. And several people saying, she's big. Oh my goodness, how is she a pro? There's no way. She runs. You know, look at those big legs. And on and on and on. So I signed back at the very beginning of 2014. In the first couple of years, that was something very difficult for me to accept. And so much so that I remember going and talking to doctors. I went and talked to doctors and I, I would ask these questions. I'd say, so is there a way that I can like reduce the size of the muscles in my legs. And every doctor, and I talked to a couple of nutritionists too, they look at me sideways. They're like, you realize if you did that, that it would probably hurt your performance, right? They're like that is just who you are. That's, that's a part of your body. And, and the reason being too, is I didn't, and I, I don't, I don't have a ton of, of body fat. And so they said, at, then you're going to start hindering your performance. So your body is strong. You're able to do what you can do because of the way you look. And maybe it doesn't look like everyone else's, but you know, if, if you try to take it away, I don't think you'd be able to perform the same way. Well, I didn't believe them. <laughs> I didn't want to believe them. I didn't want to believe them because, uh, on one hand I was listening to these constant 
comments. I realized that my legs were bringing uh, so much attention to me and so many questions that I started to question myself. And so I spent those first couple years just insecure. Now, I didn't do anything to try and change that. I didn't do any crazy dieting or anything like that. Um, I did not overtrain. I am, I am thankfully uh, injury-free for almost a decade now. Um, but I was insecure. And, you know, I think what happened was I had a turning point in, I think it was the end of 2015, 2016. I used to keep, and I'm sharing a very personal story with you on this. I used to keep a long jacket in my car. And I would wear this long jacket when I went into public. If I went grocery shopping, if I picked my kids up from school, um, even if I went on speaking engagements or, or anything, if I was doing any type of event, I always had a long jacket with me. And the reason why was because this jacket covered up my body and it covered up my legs. And I remember this one day, it was a sunny, hot day. I had just finished a long run in the canyons, and I decided to head over to Whole Foods. I love doing that. Go over Whole Foods, and I I get a big box of food in their, uh, what is that, their little salad bar area, you know? So I went over there to get a meal, and I was in super short shorts and a tank top, and as soon as I got out of the car, I opened up the back of the car to get my jacket. And I just had this moment, this almost like an audible voice inside me that was like, how long are you going to do this? How long are you going to cover up your body? And in a way, I was ashamed of it or I didn't want to deal with the comments. So I took the jacket, had it in my hands. I thought about it for a minute and I was like, no, yeah, this needs to stop because this this is ridiculous. So... I walked into Whole Foods and guess what happened? Within about 30 seconds, I'm walking down an aisle and I noticed somebody staring at me. See, that's the other thing too, is I started to become really keen to people staring at me. And I thought, no, she's not staring at me. So I leave the aisle. I go and I, I walk around the corner and she follows me. And I'm like, yep, she's definitely staring at me. She's gonna say something to me. I wish I had my jacket. So here I go. I start uh, wanting to turn back and go to my car now. I'm just, I need to go get my jacket. I pick up a product, something, and pretend to look at it. And as soon as I pretend to look at it, she comes up to me and she says, excuse me. And I turn to look at her and I say, hey, how's it going? And she's like, can I just ask you about your legs? Your legs are so amazing. And you know what? I have been trying for two years to work with my trainer to get legs like that. What do you do? Can you tell me what it is that you do? I bit my own tongue for all of a, of a split second. And I look at this woman and she is very attractive. She's totally fit. Uh, she, and you can tell that she trains hard. And I look at her and I, I that's how I respond. I go, well, you, you look amazing. It looks like you've been working out with your trainer. What is it that you're, that you're trying to do? Well, my legs just don't look like yours. And I was like, all right. And she's like, well, so what do you do? I, I lift weights. I like to run. I do, you know, a little of both. And she's like, okay, do you have like a special workout? I was like, well, I, you know, I do like to run in the hills. So I am, I am climbing a lot and I I like to lift heavy weights. And she's like, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I've done all the squats. I've done all the lifting and I just can't look like that. And 
you know, my, my thoughts towards her started to change. I actually started to get sad for her. And I thought, man, this, this woman is actually discontent. She's discontent with how she looks. She is comparing and she wants to look a certain way because she feels like that is what is going to make her happy. And so I, again, reiterate, I said, well, it looks like you're doing something right because you look strong. You look amazing. And she just kind of looks at me, nods her head and turns around and walks away. Unhappy. I mean, this, I, I couldn't even get this woman to smile. And as she walked away, I had this thought in my mind. I thought, you know what? If I had my jacket on, I would have never had that conversation with that woman. So here's one way that I can start thinking about the people who approach me. Here's, here's a better way of thinking of it. If my legs are bringing attention and causing people to come and talk to me, I can use that as an opportunity to encourage. I can stop focusing so much on myself and think that people are coming to offend me or criticize me. Maybe people actually have a question or looking for help or looking for an answer because they're so down about themselves or they just need help or advice. Like what if I could be helpful to somebody else? What if these legs could be meant for something good? And so I'll tell you what, my friends, that scenario, that conversation really changed my mindset. And it has for, you know, all, you know, the past five years, uh, it has been my hope to really encourage other people to look for a different conversation. So yeah, I still get really off <laughs> comments. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Sometimes I do get, you know, perverted things are, are said and just people that can, yeah, they can be rude. But for the most part, I feel like when, when people say things like, well, you don't look like a runner or, you know, how do you run so far and still keep all that muscle? It just doesn't make any sense. Man, you know, the great conversations that can come from that because we get to dispel myths and we have the opportunity to encourage others. And really the most important part in all of this is encouraging others to focus on what your body can do instead of what it looks like. For so many years, I was focusing on what my legs looked like and totally ignoring the fact that I had been signed as a pro athlete with my body looking like this. Like that, I didn't need to change anything. And I was able to win races and do some really cool things. And yet all I was focusing on was how big my legs were. And a part of that too is allowing outside voices and strangers and critics and comments on social media. I was accepting all of that. I was letting those things sit in my mind and I would think about it. I'd really think about every single word and think, okay, I need to change now. And you know what? There is a better mindset to have. And the better mindset, the stronger mindset is first to remember who you are. Be grateful for the body that has been given to you because it's unique to you. No one else gets to have it. And you are so much more resilient. You are so much stronger than you think you are. And if you really love something and you really want to do something, then go and do it. Train for it. Be disciplined. Stay consistent. And I promise you're going to do far more than you ever believed you could. 
Eddie, thanks for that question. I think I could probably continue on that topic. I love it, but let's move on to the next one. All right, that was awesome, powerful. All right, last and final question says, how do you stay mentally tough? So this one's good. I know we're talking about the body, but I think this is a great question because I really believe that if you want to have a healthier view of your own body and the people around you, it actually starts in your mind. I think what's a a good practice, and for everyone listening, I want you to answer these questions. I want you to think of your body. When you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? When was the last time someone asked you that? And you can only answer yes or no. When you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? And let me ask you this second question. Be honest. This is just for you. You don't even have to answer it out loud. Do you accept every comment, opinion, critique is valuable? Yes or no? Again, I only want yes or no answers here. I'm going to say the question again. Do you accept every comment, opinion, critique is valuable? Now, here's the third and final question for you. Do you find yourself comparing? And what I mean by that, are you always comparing your body to other people, whether you're out and about on a trail running, in the gym, at work, scrolling through social media? Do you find yourself comparing? I'm going to say these questions one more time because I really want these to to marinate. I want you to think about these again even when the podcast is over because when people ask me about mindset, when people ask me how I stay motivated, how I keep going, how I push through, this it, it starts with things like this. You first need to understand how you think and why you think the way you do. You need to be honest with yourself because – It's not too often that somebody's going to come up to you and ask you these questions, have a conversation about these questions, but I think they're important. They're very revealing. So I'm going to say them one more time, okay? Here we go. Do you like what you see when you look in the mirror? Two, do you accept every comment, opinion, critique is valuable? And number three, do you find yourself comparing? And all of these have to do with everything surrounding the body. And just who you are, your image, the way that you, you look at yourself and think of yourself. Here's the thing. The strong mindset flips all of these questions. Do you like what you see when you look in the mirror? It's okay to say yes. It's okay to look in the mirror and point out all of your strengths. Nobody is flawless. Nobody is perfect. But I really believe that everyone is beautiful. Everyone is wonderful. Everyone is strong. And you have to see that. Everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their weaknesses. But you need to be able to look in the mirror and love what you see. Two, accepting every common opinion and critique as valuable. I mean, you, if you are going to accept whoever says things to you, okay? So that could be a comment on social media. It's a stranger. If everybody who speaks into your life is valuable, well, that's, that's kind of dangerous. See, the way that I put it when we talk to our children, I always say there's very few people who are allowed to speak into your life. There's very few people who have known you, ins and outs, your ups and downs, your good days, your bad days, who see you and love you for who you are. Those people are valuable. Those people are gold. Those people get to have those conversations with you. But as soon as you start looking to strangers, people that don't know you, 
when you start accepting both their flattery and their praise, well, you also have to accept the critiques, opinions as well. And that can do a lot of damage mentally. And so the third question, I'm going to wrap this up with the third question, do you find yourself comparing? This one is really powerful too because I know even personally, especially when I was a, a new mom, scrolling through social media and seeing how other moms' houses looked or how they looked as, as far as uh, physically after having a baby, um, if they kept their house together, if they had a shower, all the things, that was really dangerous. And I had to be very conscious about comparing. But the stronger mindset is that, you know, focus on your goals and what you're doing, what your purpose is. Don't focus on comparing. You have to just change your focus. And as it comes to people, you know, we don't have to be angry and bitter and upset every time someone has a comment or critique because a lot of times there's another meaning. There's another reason as to why they're saying it. It isn't that everyone that comes up to you and has a comment or opinion is trying to be mean. Sometimes it's out of insecurity, it's out of envy, it's out of uh, bitterness. Um, you know, people need love and encouragement and understanding, and maybe you're that person that's going to help them with that. But when you walk into a room or when you uh, are in a situation where you're getting comments, critiques online, remember, it's, it is far easier to love someone than it is to constantly please them. And I, I, always, I always stick to this. When I know that I'm going to an event and I walk into a room of people that I don't know and, you know, it's, it can be a little nerve-wracking sometimes with a lot of people, I don't focus on, hey, I need to impress these people. I don't need to do anything to impress them. I don't need to impress them with the way I look, with anything that I'm saying. But, man, it's so much easier to walk in with the intention of just loving them, of showing kindness because it also takes my eyes off myself. When we look to others – to show kindness, it takes our eyes off of ourself. And that is the stronger mindset. Friends, I want to thank you for joining me today. This has been a really fun conversation. Eddie, sorry that I did all the talking. It's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I promise we'll get him talking more in future episodes. And I'm really excited about the next two episodes. We do have two more in this three-part series as we talk about the body. I really appreciate you taking the time. I look forward to our next episode. I'm your host, Sally McRae. Keep choosing strong. Strong.